We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app good morning lee hey there tara all right so the big story this morning the biden regime the biden crime family which claims it's been nothing but transparent oh yeah yeah sort of forgot to mention a few things like the FBI raid on Biden's home. They said they had totally come clean and they told the public everything. Oh yeah. As the media made absolute fools of themselves. They've got to be mad in these newsrooms this morning. Absolute fools of themselves telling us, well, this is not like what Trump did. That what Trump did so much worse. They never explain why. Cause they can't. Yeah. Um, but it's so much worse. And they've been taken for fools too. Now, because uh, Biden kind of didn't mention, nor did Corrine Jean-Pierre, nor did John Kirby, nor did any of them, the, the FBI raid on Biden's property right after the election. Interesting. Yeah, you know, there's a flip side of this, though. Okay, yeah, so Biden was dishonest. Yes, he was. Uh, but, I mean, it's Biden. I mean, yesterday I opened the show with him. He's, tell- he's telling the Amtrak lie for the eighth time, oh, yeah. according this... to the UK Daily Mail. Good grief. About what? how he got a, an award yeah. for traveling a million miles on Amtrak, awarded by Angelo Negri, uh, who unfortunately at the time that he gave Biden the award was dead. Um, and before that, he retired a full 20 years before the award was given and was not on the Amtrak that day with Joe. But it doesn't matter that he's been busted five, six, seven times. No, no, he told the story for an eighth time. So the idea that Joe Biden would lie, I mean, what else does Joe Biden do but lie? But you know what is kind of shocking here? The FBI has commented on this. They didn't tell anyone they raided Biden's home. Yeah. Even though he came out and said, and his White House press uh, person was also saying, that they had cooperated fully. Mm-hmm. Well, if the FBI knocks on the door and comes to investigate, then you haven't been cooperating. So this is the FBI and Joe Biden keeping this under wraps. Mm-hmm. In contrast to the Mar-a-Lago raid, right. which was done with flashing sirens. All but televised live from inside. Oh, yeah. Long guns as if Trump is so dangerous. Leaked photos of the classified data on oh, the yeah. floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the full Monty. And the timing of this, Lee, I mean, look, for the FBI to courteously wait till after the midterms, a week after the midterms, to make sure the Democrats aren't damaged in any way, but they do the Trump raid before the midterms right. to make yeah. sure to extract the maximal amount of damage well, of to course. the Republicans. Yeah. 
That's, and to Trump's candidates. That's what a weaponized federal agency does. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. Um, so you're looking at a massive amount of criminality here. Um, speaking of which, I, I think the biggest story today isn't even that. It's the mea culpa in the Columbia Journalism Review. Oh, yeah. This is, um, okay, Columbia Journalism Review, what is that? That is like the trade paper of journalism. You know, if you're in an industry, it's if you're a pipe fitter, they've got trade organizations, trade papers. Columbia Journalism Review is the trade uh, publication of liberal journalists. Um, in other words, narrative engineers. They're, they're not real journalists. They just pose as real journalists on television. Um, and the Columbia Journalism Review has done the absolute most devastated multi-part takedown written by a former New York Times reporter in which they admit, let, let me make sure I don't miss anything here, that a large portion of the news you were fed by the New York Times, they primarily focus on the New York Times, um, but they also talk about the Washington Post, CNN, ABC, CBS, all of them. The entire Russia story is fake. Not just the Russian hoax they ran on Donald Trump. No, no, no. The Russia collusion, the Russia influence, the Russian bots, the Russian disinformation, and even the Russian hacking. The Russian attack on our democracy. None of it is real. All of it was made up. Think about the size and scope of that. At that point, that's not even a lie, Lee. That is an attempt to fabricate a reality. They literally have half the country out of their minds thinking at any moment they could lose their democracy to a Russian coup. It was all fake. There were no bots. Why is this coming out now? It's absolutely devastating. And they're doing, they're going back and even saying, look, how could the media get this story so wrong? And how did they win Pulitzers for getting this story so wrong? And they're going back trying to figure out how did the FBI and the DOJ use liberal journalists to make up Russian activity, make up a Russian coup? All of it's fake. Well, All of it. The ends justify the means for these people. Yeah. So why is the Columbia Journalism Review suddenly coming clean about this? Well, they themselves have given awards to journalists who uh, participated in this massive hoax. I mean, this is literally, Lee, they are faking enemies. They are faking Russian coups, faking mm-hmm. attacks, fake, fake, fake. And this is very real because let me tell you what, there's a new Russian narrative. It's as, lie, it's as big a lie as anything else. The, the narrative, incredibly dangerous, the most dangerous of all of their fake narratives. Russia is losing in Ukraine. Oh, yeah, they're losing. They're doing terribly and. You know, this is a great opportunity for us. Just go in and just kind of knock them over. Even Republicans are repeating this lie. We could just go in with a couple of, you know, some Patriot missiles, a couple of tanks. And, um, Russia's so weak. It's not dangerous. Russia's not losing in Ukraine. Russia's kicking butt in Ukraine. You can see that and hear it from the people that are on the ground there. What does that mean? What does that mean? We're going to start World War Three if we are tricked by the deep state into going in there. This is the most perilous thing I've watched them undertake. That is the narrative. That is the lie. And they are spinning it right now. Vladimir Putin just volunteered. He's going to actually schedule, like, you know, ramp this up, 200,000 more troops. Oh, I thought his army was done and defeated. No, 
That's propaganda. Just like Russian interference, Russia collusion, Russian, uh, R- Russian um, disinformation, Russian bots, uh, Russian hacking, Russian interference in our election, Russian attacks on our democracy, all of those fake. All of it. Think about this for a minute, Lee. I, I just want you to kind of chime in here because you do the news every day, right? So you get the feeds from Fox. Oh, yeah. You know what they reported. Yeah. You know what everybody, even Fox News, it's not just the mainstream media. Um, this was not just a story they got wrong. This was not just some stories. It wasn't a series of stories on Russia they got wrong. I mean, I remember, again, news we, uh, uh, newsbusters would monitor these newscasts. I mean, CNN ran an average of 60% of its newscast nightly yeah. on Russia. Amazing. Collusion. Yeah. All, f- all fake. I mean, a state propaganda agency at the height of the USSR wouldn't have sounded or looked any different yeah. than that news. All fake. 17 intel agencies agree. <laughs> nope. Didn't happen. And then remember they admit, well, I was three. But there's still Russia collusion. It's all still very, nope. Mm-mm. No. And you know what caused this? This is, the, this is my favorite part of the whole report. Because this is what I've been saying for a long time. There was a shift in journalism when Trump showed up on the scene. Yes. Yeah. They started doing something that we were trained not to do, that we were never allowed to do in the newsroom, that we that that no editor would have ever let you do. Me, Charlotte Observer, none of us ever got to do this. Ran an article based on one anonymous source. The reason you don't do that as a journalist, it gives the anonymous source total power. If they got no skin in the game, they're not willing to put their name out there, then guess what? They can use you and lie to you with no repercussions. Sources always had to pony up. Okay, it's a great great tip you got there. Can we get some documents? Okay, then we're not going to be able to run the story. I can remember pushing back, trying to get, you got to get me more. You got to get me more. I I can't just say one anonymous source. Nobody does that. Well, this whole era of journalism was covered, was colored by that. And the anonymous sources were lying. They were FBI. They were CIA. They were NSA. They were all lying. And that's how the mainstream media crafted a tale I mean, this had Democrats terrified. Yeah, I mean, you should say I've got I've got just dozens and dozens of comments right now on one of my Twitter posts about, hey, listen, let's not get in World War III with Russia. Okay, let's we, let's not, you know, threaten the Western world with World War III. Um, and these Democrats are frothing at the mouth. They want to destroy Russia because they think Russia is an existential threat to our democracy, that we are barely hanging on by a thread, and the next Russia coup is around the corner. There was never a Russia coup. There was no disinformation. There was no hacking. There was no attack on our elections. It's fake, 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 fake. And they want to go to war over it. That's how dangerous this is. And they're doing it today. They're doing it this morning. New York Times, well, Russia's so weak. Let's go Let's go in and take Crimea. Oh. Okay, the Ukrainian forces are all but decimated. Almost everybody's defected. Russia has the upper hand, folks. I hate to break this to you. They're lying to you again. To go in there now is civilizational suicide. It's end times kind of stuff. And they're trying to do it. They're trying to do it. It's their new big fake narrative. What are we going to... After the smoldering rubble, the ash, the destruction of countries, are we going to have a mea culpa from the uh, Columbia Journalism Review? Oh, sorry, we accidentally led you into World War III with our crappy lion reporting. Is, it, are we, is it, That's what we're going to get, four-part four series? 
After nuclear strike, that's what we're going to get? Yeah, that's all they got. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Folks, you're being primed. They're always running a narrative. Always running a narrative. We'll have more on this coming up on the show. Trying to trick you into doing something or other the deep state wants. Um, and all of this Russia collusion, Russia influence is aimed at one chief goal. To get us into war with Russia. It's what they want. It's their goal. They've been working on it for a while, actually. We're going to get into that. But first, I want to get into this. Nikki Haley, it was announced yesterday, is going to enter the president presidential race. She hasn't done her formal announcement yet, but she's, she's in, for sure. Um, and I, I, I want you to remember who Nikki Haley is and what she actually thinks about you. I will never forget the when she gave, and, and there was too much fanfare, the rebuttal to President Obama's State of the Union. He eviscerated the Republican Party in that State of the Union. He blamed every problem on us. That's pretty natural for a Democrat president. And then historically, the Republican rebuttal would be offered by an up-and-coming star, and they um, would push back on that. They would blame, uh, you know, say, no, 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 the blame is with the Democrats. No, she took Obama's side and agreed that the Republican Party was, uh, you know, to blame, at least partly to blame, shared the blame for the dysfunction in Washington. Did Obama take any blame or blame the debt? No, but Nikki did. Why would she do this? This is what she was instructed to do by her fundraising base. It's the Bush wing of the party. This is why Nikki Haley endorsed Mitt Romney when he came through here over perfectly good conservative candidates. She's part of the Bush-Romney 
wing. She is absolutely owned by them. They just had an absolute calamity uh, with one of the few politicians they have left in power, Kevin McCarthy. They could barely get him over the line. This is them reasserting that they have a place in politics, that they have any kind of place. They got a ton of money. They got all that big globalist open borders, corporate money, but they don't have candidates who are untarnished. It's people with the Cheney name, people with the Bush name can't run anymore, but Nikki Haley can. And she has nothing but absolute and complete disdain for you. I want to play this. This is from her rebuttal to Barack Obama. At the time, Donald Trump had just come on the political scene and he was not yet leading the Republican base, but he was quickly becoming popular. And so she was instructed, because you do what your fundraising base tells you by the Bush wing, to come out and hit not just Trump, but anyone who supported him really hard. And she did. She used the rebuttal to Obama's State of the Union to agree with him, to double down and to trash you and anyone who supported Trump. She described you and me and Trump and anyone who thinks we should have a secure border as the angriest voices who should be disregarded. While Democrats in Washington bear much responsibility for the problems facing America today, they do not bear it alone. We need to accept that we've played a role in how and why our government is broken. During anxious times, it can be tempting to follow the siren call of the angriest voices. We must resist that temptation. And who, Nikki, just to be clear, who are the angriest voices? But I just want to be clear here that when you were talking about those loudest voices, those angriest voices, in that context, you were referring to Donald Trump, correct? He was one of them, yes. He was one. There's other people in the media. There's people in my state. I think we're seeing it across the country. But yes, Mr. Trump has definitely contributed to what I think is just irresponsible talk. She then pushed back on the idea that we should have a wall um, and made the argument for essentially open borders that, you know, if you want to come here and you want to work and you love America, we, we can't say no to you. We have to take you. No one who is willing to work hard, abide by our laws, and love our traditions should ever feel unwelcome in this country. Mm-hmm. That's her answer when asked if we should build a wall. That's who she really is. And you know who warned us about Nikki Haley? Rush Limbaugh did. He saw right through her after that angriest voice to speech. Here's how he explained who Nikki Haley was. It's always great to hear his voice back on our air. It's just cool. Anyway, here's Rush on Nikki Haley after that. The speech was just, the, the liberal media loved it. She was their darling. Come on, trash the GOP more, trash it more, trash conservatives. We hate conservatives. Come on, Nikki. And she was happy to do it. Uh, she goes after the loud voices, the angry voices, and that could be anybody. And she admits today that she was talking about Trump to a lesser extent, Cruz. She also means talk radio. She also means the conservative base and don't believe anything other than that. But here's the thing, folks. This is, to me, one of the greatest bits of evidence that the Republican Party is not just anti-conservative, but it is very much pro-elite. It is a club that they don't want a whole lot of people joining. So they thought they could send Nikki out there on this very big stage and crush Trump. Because remember at the time, 
Jeb was still, he was still in the race. Jeb was running. So they were going to try to get him off Jeb's back. And they used Nikki to do it. As they used her that way so many times. Nikki quickly overcame her horror at Trump's angry voices and yours and joined his administration. Used that perch to put the knife in his back over and over and over again. She will do the same to you. Rush knew. Well, Tom Brady's out. Producer Tim, I know, being the sports genius that he is, will have a comment on this. Announces in an emotional announcement he's retiring for good. Seven Super Bowl championships. Seven Super Bowl championships. Unbelievable. I know uh, Producer Tim's uh, putting himself on the stream right now. Oh, I'm trying to. I don't think the camera's going to work. But Yeah, that's okay. Um, just tell us what you think. You know, I, I'm just wondering if it's actually for real this time because he announced it uh, over a year ago, you know, but then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, you know what? About, what was it, five weeks later, he decided, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm back again. So I'm just wondering if he's going to do the exact same thing or if he's actually done this time. Well, um, I know just even over the last week, there's been speculation that Brady – uh, would retire, would have to retire, just, you know, given how he had been playing, his age. I mean, this is a guy that, I, I this is what's fascinating about Brady to me, is that he's basically had, the reason his stats are what, what they are, in addition to the fact that he's just great, mm-hmm. um, obviously, is that he's had two NFL careers. That's how long he's been playing. I mean, he has had two average-length NFL careers. So, and and stayed at the top of his game for so much of it. I couldn't help, I mean, I guess it hurts my heart in a certain way to, to hear him, you know, make the announcement, see the emotional reaction in his voice. The reason being because, um, you know, it, 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 if you love that game and to be as good at it as he is, you have to love it and to know you'll never do it again on the field. Like, I can't, I'm at, this is what I get to, I'm one of those rare people and like, I actually get to do what I love and it's such a blessing. And I can't imagine never sitting here on the field being behind this microphone again. Like I, like I can't, I, I would, it's just, it, it's just a gut punch to know you'll never do it again. Not in this lifetime. Um, I believe him. I think he's out this time. He's really been struggling lately. He just had a, you know, an interview in which he dropped F-bombs. His wife is running. Well, now ex-wife, that was quick. Um, is now running around. I mean, she's all over the tabloids with different men every day. His family is torn apart. One of the things that the split was over was, um, you know, him and his career prioritizing his family, prioritizing his career. Probably feels like his, you know, his family is falling apart. He's, you know, reading about his wife and kids in the tabloid. He's older now. This is harder to do. Um, and he's had a considerable amount of financial pressure. Um, put on him by the fact that the Democrats and, you know, Sam Bankman-Fried robbed him blind. I mean, you know, with with the whole FTX thing. So he's got a lot on his shoulders right now. And I could just see like, wow, I'm not, I don't want to go out at the bottom. I want to go out at the top. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think that that's about right. I mean, obviously, you, you hit all the notes on the head. He, he has been struggling. This year wasn't really good for him as well. I mean, other than a, few, a couple games in which they, they, they looked unstoppable, there was just times in which that he, he and especially his offensive line, just wasn't as good as, as it has been in the past. The offense was definitely not as good. I think – I don't know if that had to do with the, the new coach in uh, – Todd Bowles that took over for Bruce Arians. I don't. I don't know. It's just it seemed like Brady just wasn't himself, especially after the, the uh, news of the divorce. And everything, all that happened with Giselle. He just hasn't been the same. And I'm just wondering, though, like, was this extra half of football? Because I don't know if people remember, but she she said, "Hey, the only thing that's going to save our marriage is if you retire right now." And it was like midway through the season, and he basically said no. And now uh, he finished the season. They went eight and nine, but they they played in an awful division, so that allowed them to play in a playoff game in which they got absolutely smacked by the Dallas Cowboys. So I I don't know. It's just to me, it's like, what was it ultimately worth it? Like, was it worth it to you? And like, I, I, looking back, I would be hard to imagine that it actually was for him. So here's the fu- uh, here's the funny thing. This is um on NBC Sports right now. Okay, this was an hour ago. They reported that Brady, because it's February first, mm-hmm. Brady retired one year ago today. Oh, and then so it's like literally the same day a year later he's retiring again. So I'm wondering if that date had any influence on him. It might have. Now, I'm wondering what the date was on which he unretired. So I wonder if he wanted to, that might be a date to keep an eye on this time, see if he's actually done for real. Now, that there's obviously a lot more things going on than what were going on a year ago when he did this. So I'd, I'd so be something to keep in mind if he actually stays retired this time. It's like one of those things where until there's a season without Brady, I guess I just I, I won't believe that he's fully retired. Yeah. A season without Brady. Well, we're going to have a Super Bowl without Brady, so there's that. Um, I I know you and your husband like him, but I've just I I you know I, I respect him and everything you know which the um from which he came from, but you know a Super Bowl without Brady I'm 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 not going to complain too much. Okay, well, I know my husband's not happy about that, mm-hmm. but he just he loved Brady, loved Bill Belichick, um just the dominance of them and in the way that they ran their game, the way that Belichick ran that team. I mean, he just my husband's just in awe of it. He loves greatness like I do, so. It's easy to love Brady. I, I've always loved Brady. So, you know, it is what it is, and we'll wait for the next great, right? Who do you think's the next Tom Brady? Ooh, I, I honestly, right now, I I mean, if, if we're just going to go off success or just not not player comparison, I think Patrick Mahomes is already pretty good, uh, close to that point. Mm-hmm. In his first five years in the league, uh, he, he's in the Super Bowl this year for the third time. If he wins it, it'll be already be a super, his uh, second Super Bowl title. So definitely Patrick Mahomes. I mean, there's also a lot of talent. I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence. I'm a Clemson fan, so I got to point that out. Uh, Justin Herbert over there with the Chargers. I mean, he, he's talented. I mean, we, there, there's so many quarterbacks, especially in the AFC. And then, I mean, you've also got some talented guys. I mean, we also have the really cool story with the San Francisco 49ers. I know San Francisco, very liberal place, but it's just a really cool story that kind of came out of there with Brock Purdy, who was came out as Mr. Irrelevant in the draft, the very last pick of the NFL draft. And and, and he came on after a Trey Lance, the starting quarterback, got hurt out for the year. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, he he went down as well for, for – and. A good while, like two or three months. So in, in stepped this guy named Brock Purdy. So definitely, he's going to be having a quarterback battle. There's uh, um, so it's just a lot of cool stories going on right now with, with the quarterbacks. There's a ton of talent as well. There's also other ones that I didn't quite get to mention, but there's so much talent in the NFL right now. Quarterback, I think, I think the, <laughs> I think um, the QB position in the NFL is just going to be just fine for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, and it helps to amass the records. Brady does. I mean, his longevity gave him so much of that. Oh, yeah. If he you know, wasn't able to keep his body in the shape that he's in and gotten injured like everybody else, um, he wouldn't have the stats that he has. So part of Brady's 
you know, the wonder of Brady, the statistics of Brady is just the fact that he's lasted long enough to rack up those stats. Yeah, I think it's, there's something that he does. I can't remember exactly what. But I think he's got a book or something, and he does like a diet that only you, you can only do if you're a millionaire and all this kind of stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff that he does that he that he um, he would use to protect his body or and make his uh, his career last as long as it did. So uh, there's a whole story on and stuff on that. I can't remember off the top of my head like what it's about and what what's the book called. But there's a whole lot of things that he did to preserve his career, and it, it's crazy to think because there's people that have played. Uh, Ten less years in the NFL than Brady did, and were old and, and were considered by NFL standards to be ancient. So, and, and so he, in fact, that he was able to play another ten years after that, and play over twenty years in the NFL. It's quite impressive. Well, amen to that. I, I believe him this time. I think he's out for good. I think he's got too much on his plate right now to really, you know, focus on the football. I, that was my thing last time. Um, Tim was just like, you know, I'm just a big believer in going out on top. Mm-hmm. And preserving that legend and um doing it that way. Um and, and so for, for Brady, I think maybe he's maybe he's coming around to that way of thinking. I don't know. Um, but we'll keep our eye on it with Brady updates about whether he changes his mind again. Well, don't miss the Furman women's game for In Her Shoes. It's a program to inspire young women to be future leaders. The speaker session will take place ahead of the women's game on February 4th. And that event will provide a unique opportunity for elementary, middle, and high school age students to engage with successful female leaders in their careers. Um, and the program coincides with the Furman versus Wofford doubleheader. It's taking place at Bon Secours Wellness Arena on February 4th, 3 p.m. Women's Game will have several initiatives focused on the 50th anniversary of Title IX and women, girls and women in sports. So after the women's game, the men's basketball game will tip off at 6 p.m. for your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to both games. Those are on Saturday, February 4th. Call now, 864-648-9926. That's to win a free four-pack of tickets Um to the Furman versus Wofford double header, and then the men's basketball game after that tips off at 6 p.m., 864-648-9926. Lots of folks reacting to the Brady retirement. I, I think this is the real Brady retirement. Texter writes, I'm with Tim. Screw Brady. I'm a Bills fan, though. We all hate Tom Brady. All right. Another texter writes, hey, Tara, I was a Patriots fan pre-Brady. When they were garbage in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, Brady bought them out, brought them out of that. Thanks, Tom Brady. I like this text. Now the text writes, great athletes know when to quit. He destroyed the most important part of his life, his family. Now the text writes, hey, Tara, after Manning retired, Brady fielded reporter questions by saying he'll retire when he, quote, starts to suck, unquote, his words. I think that's... Kind of been going on with Brady lately. Another texture rate: San Francisco still needs a quarterback. Ouch. 
Another texture writes, I believe it's absolutely nuts that we take a break from the destruction of our country to pay attention to extended high school sports as in football. Everything is reversed. No, I disagree with that. Let me tell you what. Brady, love him or hate him, doesn't matter, is exactly what the left is trying to destroy. Male hasn't, for the most part, knelt down to wokeness. High achiever, individual, distinguishes himself when the left is attempting to extinguish any kind of achievement. I mean, you've literally got them, um, you know, in Virginia, massive scandal there, hiding merit scholar status from kids who've won it so that they can't be great. That is the kind of just... Absolutely destructive. I mean, the left hates greatness. The left mandates conformity. They cannot stand talent. They cannot stand for you to shine. They cannot stand for you to succeed because they couldn't do it. They're the ones who got beat down on the playground and unlike the rest of us, never got over it and have spent the rest of their life in a whiny, frothing, uh, you know, little ball. And they want to destroy everything that's good and everything that's great and everything that achieves and everything that is individual and everything that stands out and everything that inspires and everything that gives people hope. Tom Brady was all that, which makes him uniquely American. They can't stand any of it. And so every chance I get to shove that down their throats, I will, because it makes me happy. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 